All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Things are well here. How is life in New York City? It's going all right, man. Actually, it's, today was kind of a rough one. Uh, you, you know how I do uh, real estate? Yes, I do. Um, I'm sure regular listeners do. You can give a quick refresher to those that don't. You are a broker. Uh, you are a human version of Craigslist. Yeah, it's 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 bad, man. Um, less blowjobs from women who are actually dudes in in my field, but um, yeah, still still pretty bad. I advertise on Craigslist actually, but I I, I, I do brokers for uh, rentals, um, and it, yeah, I, I just kind of switched companies. I'm doing the same thing, but under under different leadership now. Anyway, so. I, I rented one. I, I'm in the process of renting one right now where I put in an application and the, the the lady who showed it to me was was another agent who worked directly for the landlord. And they had sta- stainless steel appliances in the place, you know, uh, stove and, and, and refrigerator, that kind of thing. So it was a they sort had of a high hot- end, huh? a little highfalutin place. Dude, it was nice. This was actually a uh, studio in a really big, like single family, five story home. On like the Upper West Side, we're like really nice, all hand carved, uh, pre-war trim from back in the day, like the wood and everything. It was really nice. But the, anyway, the stove, stainless steel. On top of it, there was a hot plate sitting there, and I, I even asked the agent. I was like, "This, it's weird that there's like a hot plate there. Why is why is it there?" And she said, "Oh, that was like the last guy that lived here. He just left it." And I'm like, oh, okay. And I, I mean, it came up in the apartment. No big deal. Uh, so we drop off application fees this morning, which are 150 a person. So I had two tenants and one guarantor. So that's $450 in application fees. She calls me back like three hours later. I'm expecting her to be like, yeah, you're approved. We're going to sign leases. You're going to get some money. End of story. No, she says, Hey, there's a little bit of a problem. The stove and oven don't work. They only have the hot plate. And I was like, well, what do you mean they don't work? And she's like, oh, there's no gas that goes to it. And I'm like, oh, okay, so w- when are they going to get it fixed? Oh, the landlord said they're, they're, they're going to just have to use the hot plate. Yeah, and I'm I, like, most w- clients won't go for that. Most uh, See, I thought this was, no. this was like a misdirect. I thought the story was going to have like a squatter that was hiding in a closet. And he didn't want to use happen. the stove because he didn't want to get it dirty and let them know that he had was that there. Happen. Yeah. That's a normal part of the fucking job. Well, not, I mean, it's not that common, but it does happen. This shit of, oh, yeah, by the way, that stainless steel gas stove, it's a decorational glass gas stove. It's actually a stainless steel hot plate holder. They're okay with that, right? Uh, I mean, I know you gave us non-refundable application fees. They're, they're okay with that, That right? was the part I was just going to ask. Yep. Now, can you go back at her and sue or complain and, you know, like take it to court and say, fuck you, you can't just take a non-refundable fee after you lied to us? I mean, I, I don't think it would come down to that. If I raised enough stink, they know that in, in small claims court, I would I would win. However, I do not have the money to go to small claims court. I have uh, not even enough for rent this coming month if I don't get this deal or another one before the end of the month. So I damn sure can't afford small claims court. Well, what what I would do? Small claims court cost? I thought it was just like a sixty dollars filing fee or something like that. Is it? Yeah, it's it's really cheap. That's why it's small claims court. It's invented so that not just for for miniature lawsuits, but for I guess a lack of better explanation, the common man. 
You know, it's not. Well, see, it's I've not never actually had to look into this, man. Or, I mean, I, I, I don't even know if I could do small claims court with this just because it's a landlord. But I, I, I mean, I don't. Either way, I would threaten them with it, and they would they would probably reluctantly give it back. But the the tenants even offered to pay for an electric stove and oven if the landlord covered half of it, and they didn't even want to do that at first. I finally like talked them into doing like half of it and then we take the other half out of the fee and yeah it's it's just a big goddamn mess but i'm like i never thought that i would have to like negotiate with the landlord like hey that stove we need a working one yeah it's just fucking unreal man so yeah that's just that's how my day's been going um i i had to basically tell clients like oh uh yeah the, the stove's decorational it's 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 just like fake flowers or or, or a fireplace that, that you can't light anything in. It's 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 like that. That's fucking hilarious and sad at the same time. Oh yeah, I mostly could, sad. It wasn't even that fucking funny. I just yeah, I had it'll to be funny it. it's, in it's two years. Going through my mind all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, fuck. I can tell you about my day. I w- I wasn't going to because uh, it's not interesting. But I guess I can try and make it interesting. First of all, you said one thing. Now that I've lowered the bar, this should be good. Yeah. Then. I've I've lowered the interesting part. You did, uh, before I tell you about my day, you did say something that sparked another memory. Um, Did you hear anything in the news today about anything, about Britain, about uh, cordoned off areas, about evacuations? Did you hear anything? No, I heard there was a big blast in uh, northern China. In China, no. Is that that northern China? Yeah. uh, Well, this isn't a blast. This is a potential blast. You said hand-carved wood from back in the day, like around the war or whatever. You said war, and it made me it made me remember in the news yesterday and today, they found an unexploded Nazi bomb in London. And I guess this happens not all the time, but regularly because... No, it does, man. Yeah. Even from World War One, they're still digging them yeah. up. And there's farmers that get killed pretty regularly by that shit. Yeah, out there, there are man. whole swaths of Europe that are, uh, you know, but they, they say they were re- renovating a building and they found it in the basement. And they said, yeah, it's still live. It could go off. Uh, so they sent in a bomb squad. and a vac- That's just nuts. That just shows you how many bombs were dropped, not only on in London, on London, but just overall in World War One and Two, where, like you just said, there are swaths Oh, yeah, tens of, of millions, man. Tens of millions. And what ends up happening is a lot of those bombs, I mean, they're, they're basically, they're artillery shells. So they go up and they go down and they, they, they kind of have that, like, bullet head shape. And so they yeah. drive pretty goddamn deep into the dirt. And a lot of them are duds, man. They don't go off. And what's happening is, is, is they're just slowly over decades, slowly coming to the surface over time. And, I mean, because the soil shifts, and yeah. so it's it's coming to the surface, and people are getting killed by them, and, and all that kind of thing. So there you go. Maybe in the end, the Nazis will win. Well, long term. Yeah, they'd, they'd have to they'd, <laughs> they'd have to get really lucky with a lot of those old well, bombs, yeah, man. Would, I mean, they'd have to have a few uh, tens of millions go off and hit just the right military targets walking by. It'd be, you know, but they they do say that if you put uh, what's the theory of infinity that if you put enough monkeys in a room and they start typing somewhere then uh eventually they're gonna write all of shakespeare right a million monkeys you know after a certain amount of time yeah but after probably about a week or something whatever tv show they write is going to be better than pretty much reality tv out there so i say let's hire those monkeys let's do it we've gone downhill with with our with our entertainment in this country i think we have um, well, we'll segue into entertainment in a second. I'll just a quick tell you, I did a study at the University of Iowa, um, just for the fuck of it, and it was a language study where 
and they didn't tell you this up front. You figured it out as it went along. So they gave you a piece of paper, and uh, number 1 to 10, there'd be a word, and you had to circle a number that would go hand-in-hand hand with how familiar you were with that word. So if the word was bank, or actually I'll just give one that was used, wasp, you would circle a 10. Like, oh, I'm very familiar with wasp and what it is. And then the trick was, then they sat down and asked you, after you went through and said, oh, I'm cocky, I know all these words, then they uh, they did an oral portion of the test of the study. Uh, where, now you got to define it. Yes, they asked you, like, okay, now I'm going to say a word, and you say everything that comes to mind. And then they go through all the words they just listed, and you have to, like, come up with answers so that you're... So basically, I spent a couple hours, I don't want to say fucking with this woman, but... Like giving non-traditional answers, she said "wasp," and my answer was "ah, oh, 1980s heavy metal band." Blackie Lawless was the bass player. Chris Holmes was the guitar player. Like anything that came up, I tried to turn into not what the traditional answer was. Yeah. Just to like skew the results any way I could. Like uh, again with "wasp," two questions later was "sting." And I, of course, said, oh, Gordon Sumner, bass player for the, the police. He was, he's a prolific songwriter. Yeah. And, and it wasn't all music. I did a lot of movie references, but I would love to. So did you still get to score high? Because you did list a lot of information about a dude named Sting. And <laughs> from what I'm going to guess, that was all correct that you said just now. But, you know, I, I would have not answered as high on the uh, the members of police. So. Does she have to? Does she have to be like, yeah, okay, he got a ten, but I'm gonna put an asterisk. It was like it was in a different league. That was like the arena football of the word <laughs> sting. It was a different kind of thing. I actually asked that and made fun of my answers a couple times, where I said, uh, when I figured out what was going on, I said, "Are you gonna go back now and uh, look at all my answers and you do a comparative? Like, well, he thinks he's this smart, but in reality, he's this stupid." And she laughed and said, "No, no, no, but." In reality, yeah, that's probably what they're doing is a comparative study as to how uh, smart people think they are versus how smart they actually are. So I, I would just love to see my answers lined up with the traditional answers people are probably giving. You know, when they when they hear wasp and they think, ooh, stinging animal, bee, pain, all those answers. That's true. That would be good. But that's the thing. Now, yeah, now I, wa I want to see what you scored. Everything you said was correct. There was a dude named Wasp, and there was a dude named Sting, and you talked about them dudes. You you gave a ten in the you probably know more about those obscure eighty bands. Well, Sting's pretty big, but I'm just saying you know more about those guys than whoever wrote that test did. Well, if not anything, even... <laughs> you should have gotten bonus points for doing like that. Was like an extra credit Sting and an extra credit Wasp. I think well, that I, was an eleven. I want even more obscure, like. Not on purpose, just what popped into my head because, uh, you know, I, like one of the, they said, um, now we're going to give you a word and you, like you said, I, you give all the descriptions. So the word was mine. And that way you could do like gold mine or mining for coal or mine as a possessive. You were trying to think of anything you could for mine. And you do mine cop. No, I did uh, Enemy Mine, the Louis Gossett Jr. failed movie from the 1980s. <laughs> like, just out of nowhere. <laughs> nice, I mean, it just it nice. popped into my head. Like, yeah, I'm going to reference a Louis Gossett Jr. movie. Uh, that's Dude, that's that's good. That's like Rain Man skills for, for nothing. You know, that's <laughs> yes, like just for nothing. trivia. You, you, you know all the trivia questions that will never be asked on any show. 
ever. Yes. Oh, oh, I did another movie one, and it was the most, it was just, I want to say depressing, I guess, because, um, as I said, this was a study at the University of Iowa, which means the person administering it was a student, younger girl, uh, not like 18, 19, she looked like in her early 20s, but uh, a word was neighbor. What do you think of when you think of neighbor? And I said, well, when I think of neighbor, I go plural. Wasn't that a stupid Zac Efron movie? But I, the one I think of automatically is John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd in the movie Neighbors. And I talked about it for a couple of minutes. And then I said, you don't know who John Belushi or Dan Aykroyd are, do you? And she said, no, I don't. And I'm just like, God damn it, you are too young. How do you not know John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd? And, and how is she giving all these word tests when she has no idea what the title to movies from the 80s and 90s are? <laughs> she should have known that that was going to come up on the answers a lot. I mean, you know, there's, there's words that are commonly used, and then there's obscure references from the 80s. And, you know, the answers were going to be one of those two things. <laughs> and as I far as I'm way. concerned, she only did half her fucking homework before she started administering those tests. Well, the good news is, now I'd like to be a fly on the wall for this. They recorded it. They video recorded it, uh, as well as her taking down answers and uh, pen and paper. And I would love to, when she plays it for the professor actually doing the test... I'd love to watch that as he just sits there and goes, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, uh, yeah. one of the words was drag. It was drag. And I said, drag, uh, the feeling you're experiencing doing this interview with me, this is a drag. And she actually laughed, but the whole yeah. point was, the whole point was, the long and the short is I fucked with a student today, not on purpose, but just because I'm sort of a fuckhead. Like, nice. I didn't nice. actively go in thinking I'm going to fuck with them, but that's how it turned out, but... Let's use that so as a So what was, what was the point of the, the I have experiment? no idea. It was, it was just a word language association, I think. They, they never... you, you think it was it was to test people's sort of cockiness? Yeah. Because I feel like I would test horribly on that constantly. In fact, this podcast is a good, epi- uh, is a good example of this. Constantly, people will ask me about things, and I, I will just start telling them about it, even though I, 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 I might not really know. And you do constantly, you'll ask my opinion on things, and I'll, I can have an opinion about fucking anything. And well, yeah, if you ask American. me about, we all do. Yeah, that's true. So I, yeah, I, I think I would, uh, I would, I would do pretty low on this on this test. I think I would, I, I would get called out for a lot of shit. Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll never see my results because it's just internal. It's not something that I get to look up or learn. So, so who knows? But. Hopefully I made an interesting subject for them today. Yeah, maybe maybe there's going to be like a, a new – I'm guessing it's some kind of psychological thing. Maybe um, there's going to be a new a new disorder called Timmel's disease. Or <laughs> <laughs> every move – every uh, – you answer questions with stupid references instead of just answering the fucking question. Instead of just answering yeah. the fucking question, you pull some stupid movie, song, or band out of your ass and start waxing philosophic on it like an asshole. Y- yeah, Timmel's yeah. It's, it's where like <laughs> everything you, – you can only remember things in life tied to some movie from the 80s. And so, like, they have to. There will be children born in like the twenties, and they'll, they'll they'll come out spitting off about weekend at Bernie's or whatever the fuck, and they'll realize, holy shit, this kid has Timmel's disease, and that means every subject in school, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, you remember this? This is like in the first Terminator. That's like, um, I I I I don't know, ro- ro- robotic, like anything, anything robot like, yeah. anything 
when when they're teaching them about uh, dinosaurs, they're going to have to teach them about Jurassic Park, you know, <laughs> and uh, Jurassic Park three, like an obscure one. Right. They're going to have to make the this failed is like one, when, not Jurassic yeah. World, the big one that everybody saw, the failed one with William H Macy and T Leone. It was yeah, it was the one where the, the Doctor Craig, the, the 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 poor man's Jeff Goldblum. Remember yeah. when he, when he fought the pterodactyl with a pocket knife? You remember that? Yeah. That was that was this animal, and they're just going to have to do that. They're gonna they're gonna teach him numbers by doing like Friday the thirteenth sequels or some shit like that because there there was there was more of those than we can count so I th- I think that's how they're gonna learn the uh, one through fifty I don't know what they're gonna do after that I'll probably make more sequels yeah I guess we'll have to keep making Friday the thirteenth movie so that kids with Timmel's disease can uh, can count past fifty <laughs> uh, something will be named after me at least they'll be famous somehow. <laughs> For sure. Well, let's. Uh, since I mentioned the University of, of Iowa, and, and earlier I was going to use it as a segue before we talked about bombs in Britain, you said entertainment is dead. Uh, I sent you a link to an article. It's blowing up on social media. I actually got the print copy of it yesterday in the mail. Uh, shit, I didn't get the mail today. Uh, I just I need to do that. Um, the Atlantic. There was there's an article in the Atlantic about humor and uh, colleges and how they hire comedians. Now, quick backstory to any listener that doesn't know, uh, two, three months ago, I did a performance at a college and it was a fucking disaster. I got pulled off stage early and it wasn't a disaster because I was being rude or offensive. It was a disaster because I wasn't safe enough for even safe. Like I was being a fluffy pillow, but I needed to be a fluffy pillow with a soft bunny rabbit on it that looked cute. Um, I, you know, I consider you a cute, fluffy bunny rabbit pillow oh, every nice. single podcast. And the fact that those <laughs> motherfuckers would not, not only not acknowledge that, but pull you off stage for being the opposite of that. I, maybe that shocks and, and outrages me. I'm, I'm, I'm blogging about those motherfuckers. <laughs> well, I, uh, well, as a quick refresher, um, I did a joke that was pro marriage equality and picked on bigots. And I got told you're not allowed to do material that is either pro or anti-homosexual because you're a straight man and as a straight man you can't talk about gay issues that's the offense they took at my material is that i was talking about an issue that was not mine so this article in the atlantic uh specifically went to the buy and sell the, the trade show where colleges congregate and comedians audition and it was really fascinating because they talked to an insider a guy that does it well and it was sad the guy is a genius he's apparently a very good comedian and so good he knows to dumb it down for the students and they describe him wearing pink pants and a green shirt so that he stands out because he knows the students are he doesn't say this but basically the inference is the students are morons so they see him and go wow look he's kooky with pink pants and a green shirt we should hire him no, that part I, I I I read the article. I don't think that was why he was wearing the the stuff. Well, he wanted I think to the stand he was out. The stuff is well, yeah, it's because like when when you do stand up, especially if there's like a lot of people, they don't remember your name. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to. So when they when they go like that guy's last, there was his name was what Jeff Jeff Keith in, in the I article. Forget or was Key the guy? 
Keith, yeah, yeah. It would show, there were, so there they, were two that they talked about, and one was a, a, a homosexual with Broadway experience who sang songs. No, no, no. This is this was this yeah, was the guy with the pink pants. I know. This was so that they would remember, so that yeah. they would remember. Oh yeah, the guy with the tie. We liked his shit, you know. And and he ended strong, and he, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. He didn't no, do, I said he was very smart. So it was a full yeah. package. Uh, but that's yeah. part of it. Is I, I hear what you're saying. It wasn't. Com- well, like I said, he did not say the students are stupid. You need to trick them. You need to, but. He knew that that's what he was doing. Is like, look, I'm standing out. I'm wearing this ridiculous fucking uniform. Just well, so that so they, they would remember, remember when it came time to yeah, to to, because to pick somebody. I mean, can't well, because notes, if, to be fair, down, you know, this I like. I can't remember his name, so call him Keith if that's what it was. I like Keith, and then you go find Keith and say, yes, I wrote down that I like Keith. You know, they have to go. I like pink shirts, green shirt, uh, pink pink pants, green shirt uh, shirt. Well, right, but I mean, the thing is, is this is just another homework assignment for these kids, you know. They're not. They're probably not there because they're 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 hardcore diehard comedy. Fans. No, that was it's even just, discussed in the article. That, you know, that was these are the this is. It's essentially up with people or the Glee Club going to pick comedians. And with the the, the gay comic I mentioned, I can't remember his name. Um, they the 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 writer of the article said the gay comic destroyed, had the audience dancing and cheering for him, and after it was over, he didn't get very many bookings. Um, He got a few, but when she interviewed students, they said, oh, he was hilarious, but he's not right for the school because he used homosexual stereotypes. And it's like... But he no, it was, it. it was it was because he used uh, he used black, black stereotypes. stereotypes. Well, it was all of them. They they said yeah, it was yeah. But they, that's the thing is they, they they don't want they don't want you making fun of anybody out, outside your own thing like at all. And they said and not I, even. I, th- and you I think have I know to, why it is with colleges. Thing, it's it's got to be delicate. The whole point is they they're really really trying to. And I don't fault them for this. What the reason I bring this up is they want the most saccharine comedy possible, and that's fine. They're the buyer. The problem is catering to the minority, the worrying that, well, if we offend one person, that's one person too many. That's where I start to worry about giving too much power to the whiners, you know, not just putting it out there and letting a couple people be unhappy and a couple people have a good time. You make it so saccharine that, you know, nobody really has a good time, but nobody's offended. Well, I mean, there's there's two things with it um, that, that, that I really thought of. Well, three. For for one thing, I I was surprised that they they picked them off their act at all. I figured what they would do to pick uh, college comics is they would figure out which comic had the most student loans, and they would be like, "Listen, if you do this show for free, we won't tell Sally Mae what your real name is. We know who the fuck you are, Jerry. That's right. We'll tell them where you live. They're coming for you." Uh, that's how I figured they would have picked it. Um, but uh, on a more serious note, I figured, I, I I mean, like, there's there's two reasons. That I think it's like that. For one, I, it kind of reminded me a little bit of when when I was in the army. When I was in the army, it was it was a big um, bureaucracy, right? Like it wasn't just you working for your boss and your boss's boss. It was your boss's 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 right, big old chain. And so there was numerous, countless amounts of times when I was in the army where somebody directly above me or one or two spots up, they would make some rule or say, you know, we, we, we can't do this or we have to do this, you know, and we say, well, why, why can't we do this? Why do we have to do this? And we say, well, you know, I, I don't care me personally. And you know, the LT, he doesn't care. The CEO, he might not be open if the Colonel finds out, you know, yeah. or the, the LT doesn't care, but well, if the CEO finds out, you know, then it could be, it's not me. 
that has a problem with it. It's not necessarily my boss, but what if my boss's 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 boss finds out about this shit? Then I'm in, then I'm fucked, right? And so the, it's that kind of worry. I don't think the the women that that you were saying said I didn't like that guy's act because uh, he, he he uses stereotype or whatever. I doubt that they personally were sitting there going, "Can you?" Fucking no, no, they said they had a he, great time. I right. agree with you. That's it. Was their boss's yeah, boss's they said boss? That they was worried the about. The quote was, uh, wasn't the quote. He's not for our school. We're very right. progressive, forward thinking, and that's why we don't like stereotypes. And I get that. That's what and I'm saying. I, I agree with everything you're saying. I just find it frightening that it, it's it's like I said. It's so narrow. It's the making sure that there is a blanket of, and I'm not saying you should go in and be offensive and use stereotypes, but I'm saying let funny be funny, and if the audience laughs, great, and if the audience doesn't laugh, great, and if the, the problem I have is you can go to a room with 200 people and 199 of them will laugh, but if the one person complains, then that person has all the power because that's what they're, they're catering to. It's not the, the 199 that had a good time. It's they want to make sure that one person doesn't have a good time. Well, yeah, and I, I, I totally agree with that. But I can I can see why the colleges would, would do that, A, because of the, the reason I just said, but then also the fact that I, I don't think college students as a demographic, I, I think I've, I've mentioned this on here before, but I, I don't think they're really that hardcore into stand-up. I no, mean, I, no. I started off in a, in a uh, college town, and there was lots of – Music acts. I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the stuff that the school books. I'm not talking about stuff that were, you know, yeah, they, all the they, bars had music acts. They didn't bring in comedians. No, I mean, you could you could count on on one hand any bar that even had like the smallest show or open mic or whatever in any given week in that town. And I think the reason for it is, is college students sit in class all day and they listen to lectures. What do they do? They sit in yeah, rows and chairs. Yeah, you have talked about this. You're they, right. They, yeah, they listen to a guy talk. And so a comedy show is sitting in rows of chairs listening to a guy talk. So it's really like a funny lecture. They, they, they don't want that. They want loud music. They want to spill cheap beer on each other and try to get laid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's what they want to do. And so the, it's, it's like a cost-benefit analysis they're doing where they're like, what's the benefit of this comedy show? We, we, they talked at the beginning of the uh, about how they, they book lots of stuff for these college things. It's not just comedy. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it's music. It's, it's everything. It's, it's jugglers. It's fucking whatever. And most of the things on that list, I'm reading them, you, you know, with the exception of, I think, motivational speakers was on there. No. Like, why a college student <laughs> want that fucking shit? That, no, you know, that's... yeah. With the exception of that, I'm like, everything on there would appeal to a college crowd more. They were shiny so this objects. Is, yeah, yeah. Let's eat mushrooms and stare at a fucking twinkly thing. Yeah, like <laughs> that is going to appeal to them more than any fucking thing we have to offer. You know, I'm not saying they won't go ape shit for, you know, like household names, Louis C.K., Aziz Ansari, people that would be big, we call, you know, have have shows and 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 specials on netflix sure but anybody under that they could give a fuck about you know no, I and agree. so they're that's, like that's what's point. the benefit to this to us having this comedian here okay it's very low what's the risk very high because like you said if that one person gets offended they have a lot more power to um cause outrage from it i, I mean you know there's countless uh, daniel tosh all, all these like guys where it's like yeah, yeah, somebody yeah, they, got they mad and then they blog blogged about and they, it yeah and they don't even have it on 
record, but people are still talking about it. I, I mean, like a year later, some crazy shit about, oh, can you believe this guy said this, even though they weren't there, even though they don't have a recording. And so who's on social media more than like young people, college students, shit like that. That's how that stuff, you, you know, can go viral. Right. And so they're like, we have all these people on their Twitter and Facebook right now who are hypersensitive and couldn't give a fuck about comedy. So what's our benefit? Low. What's our risk? Fucking high, man. If they, if they, one of them gets offended and starts tweeting, oh, the, the University of Kentucky doesn't give a shit about transgender Eskimos. You know, like if that fucking <laughs> happens, right, then they're fucked. And for what? A, a, a type of entertainment that is a sideshow at best at their school? They don't give a fuck. So they're, they're about like, listen, I don't care about booking the best comic because I don't give a fuck about comedy. I give a fuck about not having that bad shit happen to me. Because I'm going to, it's my ass if that happens. Because my boss's 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 boss is going to be like, what about all this shit going viral about the Eskimos, man? What what about, wh- wh- why did you let that happen? Why did you let this horrible guy, like, I, I don't know, because they wanted comedy. And he'd be like, no, 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 they didn't. They could give a fuck about that. Now, with music, you probably got a little bit more leeway. For one thing, it's not that political. And for another thing, they, they like that shit more, you know, so they'll tolerate more shit from a musician than they will from a comic. Uh, I can ar- I cannot argue point. I, I think every everything you just said is is fantastic. Um, I would like to add this and I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. I was in we might have I went to a college town a couple of weeks after the college gig. I went to Ann Arbor, Michigan to the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase and young people started coming into the club and I don't want to say I got nervous, but I got like, okay, what's going to happen here? And I had great shows like fucking just absolutely had a blast. And the difference was the college kid, like you said, the college kids were sitting there and all of a sudden this guy starts talking at them. They're like, well, what the fuck? They weren't paying attention to me. When, When I said that I got talked to and taken off stage, I got talked to and taken off stage by a power player, someone that didn't like what I was saying. Right. The students were bosses, in, bosses, right. Boss, I'm the students of were indifferent from the get go. Yeah. I walked on stage. They were texting. They were talking louder than I was. I had amplification, and they weren't paying shit all attention to me. When I got oh, to exactly. the comedy club, fucking all the millennials that were there, all the young, they fucking had a blast because they made an informed choice. We are going to a comedy club. And so they laughed and were free and I could say whatever. I didn't, you know, like I'm not an offensive comic. Well, that anyway, sounded but, like a giant ambush show. Ambush shows yeah, are notorious. And we talked about fucked. that too. If you're not right. there for stand-up, that's going to be a rough story. Stand-up's one of those things. If you're not expecting to see stand-up or you, yeah. you don't really want to see stand-up, it's, 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 it's a very tough uphill battle at that point, you know? So she's, she's looking out at a sea of screens glowing in people's faces and going, okay, they don't give a fuck about the show. He's not going to crush even if he gets possessed by the ghost of George Carlin doing all new bits right now. You know what I mean? I don't like, think... he's not going to crush in front of this crowd that doesn't give a fuck. However, if he says something that pisses him off, they got their little Twitter devices right there. Yeah. And and we got to get him off of here because the benefit is low and and the, the, the risk is, is high. And I don't know if I told you ever what followed me. The, the act on right after me, two magicians. So... Of course, that's going to fucking destroy. They're going to get on stage and fucking pull the rabbit out of their ass, and the students are going to go, oh, my God. You know, like it's flashing. Yeah. You don't have to listen. You don't have to think. You just look up, and something's happening. Um, right. 
So yeah, there you go. I, I I just wanted to make sure that I pointed out that, uh, like you said, like the, the people that came to the comedy club had fun, and like you said, I think you mentioned it even that in the other podcast, the older one, that ambush comedy is the worst. So oh yeah, right. dude, that that sounds like a, like a, a, a giant ambush. Oh it was, yeah, yeah. that sounds fucking brutal, dude. Like yeah, that, that sounds like a rough one. So there you go. Uh, we have solved the the comedy college uh, comp comedy problem competition whatever word i'm trying to stumble over so all right kids uh jakevever.com nathantimmel.com once again i should mention that shortly i'm going to be moving the rss feed so that if you listen to us through itunes you're going to have to find the soundcloud version we're still going to post on podomatic because we get good numbers there but i I have to delete old files. So if you discover us and go, wow, I want to listen to an old one, then you have to go to my website. I don't want us to be in 10 different places. So basically, the iTunes version will eventually end up on SoundCloud. So you can continue to listen to us on Podomatic, but we're going to jump to SoundCloud for the majority. That's that's my speech. Uh, so also, I saw a good documentary you guys should check out. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty interesting. It was called The Search for General So. You know General Tso's chicken, the uh, the Chinese Chinese dish. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they do a whole historical thing, and and they, they 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 go into the history of Chinese immigration in America, and 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 then and then um, tie it to the dish and where the dish came from, and you know um, old like Chinese history from the 19th century and stuff like that, and through the uh, revolution and all that. And I, I thought it was a good uh, good documentary. I think the listeners enjoy it you know there you go all right jakevever.com nathantimlick.com thank you for listening take care kids later